Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You're listening to the Jay Bird Watching Podcast, the official podcast of jaysjournal.com and fansided.com, where we discuss all things Toronto Blue Jays baseball. We'll talk about news, rumors, and game recaps. So whether you're a diehard fan or just getting started with the team, this is the podcast for you. Here's your host, Craig Borden, with co-hosts Jason Lyons and me, Ken Alfred. You're listening to the Jay Bird Watching Podcast. Why, hello and good afternoon slash lunchtime, I guess, this afternoon. We're, we're talking here on Jay Bird Watching. It's a I nooner. Host, Craig Borden. It's a nooner. So we got a nooner. We're in, and it's actually happy hour, so I guess that's a good thing we're having the... You know, the beer drinking thing going on here, at least in Rochester, New York, and Toronto, and everywhere on the East Coast. It's basically happy hour, so enjoy. So, fellas, I would say that I might be drowning of my sorrows a little bit more than usual after another sweep of the uh, Toronto Blue Jays by the Boston Red Sox. How are you guys feeling after what was a trending direction, and then all of a sudden, dreams shattered, kind of, I feel like, a little bit? (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Like, uh, you know, we were doing so well over the last few. I'm trying to look at all, all the games that was happening during the last week from the last podcast. You know, we were winning series, and then again, the kryptonite, at least for this season, for us, at least at this point, the Boston Red Sox came by, and you know, albeit we didn't lose by that much on those uh, last two losses, but like I mentioned before, you don't get participation points. You, it's, a, it's either a win or a loss. So, not very happy about that. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I, I find it interesting, like. It even seems like Boston is just turning up every part of their game just for Toronto. Um, you know, like guys are getting out of slumps. We had a guy who hadn't had a home run since like 2011 or something like that. Hit a home run again. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's weird stuff like that that uh, seems to be, you know, rearing up against them. I don't think the Jays played all that bad in any of those three games. Um but watching them let these leads slip away late in games, it's just, I mean, it's heartbreaking. It's, it's, it's so hard to, to think to themselves that they, they put in a good effort, they got a good effort from their starter, and then they're just laying an egg in the seventh, eighth, or ninth, uh, one of the three, and it's killing them. Um, they don't seem to have the, the, that get up and, and go to try and get past that. Um, and it's interesting to me because it's going to kill them later on in the summer if they can't somehow find a way to get runs. I think the run scoring thing is uh, definitely a good piece to it. I think the bullpen is another part that has been many a re- ridicule and um, to the fact that I can't even guarantee that 
Uh, Jordan Romano is a lockdown person because he's overworked. Um, the fact that Eric Swanson's starting to trickle in the other direction here a little bit, it looks like. Um, but to that point, there is plenty of things going on that the Red Sox took to us. The fact that Rob Ref Snyder is actually a relevant baseball player is still <laughs> shocking to me. <laughs> so we saw him in Toronto for the, um, he was the remember for Blue Jays fans. He was the re, um, return part of the uh, trade for Jay Happ. So all of a sudden see him coming through for the Red Sox is kind of irking me a little bit. It's the Gio Urshela tra- trade all over again. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But like, I, like Ken said, I don't think they played poorly. That's, there were some bad moments during the series against the Red Sox. But guys, that is the, like I said, they're 0-7 currently against the Boston Red Sox. This is a game that you can't lose to your division this many times. And I'm trying to find what our actual current record is in against our division right now, and I'm coming up short. Oh, I think I got it. Yeah, I think it's 13 and 22. Uh, yes. they're, sorry, they're 13 and 22 versus uh, the three big guys. And if you throw the seven extra losses in, that's to the, that, you know, that takes them up to 13 and, and 29 against the AL East. Which oh, here you go. Oh, so, and I think it's even worse than that because I'm looking at the, I found the advanced tab finally on the standings. They're seven and 20 against the American League East, period. <laughs> that is, I'm not kidding. Ken, Ken I think you, you're laughing, summed it up perfectly because it's laughable. Oh, it's terrible. But it I mean, it, it's got to change. I mean, they're, they're really good teams. They're going to figure them out. Um, like I said, I I feel like there's right now it feels like there's a missing piece. Like and and unfortunately, I feel like one of those pieces that isn't isn't hitting on all cylinders right now is Kevin Deermeyer. Um, he's kind of fallen off a cliff. Um, you know, yeah, his, his stats are going down. Yeah, but a lot of the other guys are, are are holding strong. Yeah, he's he's been hurt a bit. Uh, Dalton Varsho has been you know very hot and cold. Um, I do appreciate the. I'm sure we'll talk about the All Star stuff, um, you know, farther on on the on the cast today. But um, you know, to see a guy like Whit Merrifield, who is just pushing that rock up the hill, him and Bobashad, just nonstop every single day. We did some analysis as our little league team on Bobashad. Why Bobashad is so incredible of a hitter. Um, that guy, that guy's swing and swing plane. He hits the ball almost just before it t- catches the, the hits the catcher's mitt. It's insane. If you watch slow mo of it, his bat speed is so fast, and he's completely in control of wherever he wants his body to be, and he just puts it wherever he wants to. Um, it's yeah. nuts. Um, and and nice to see Wit getting as well, and and you know was good base running. He's been fielding well. Um, I feel like like Jansen had had a good run. But there's just there's too many holes right now. I would say that even Bo Bichette had his couple had the what was it Saturday night that the, he was running the bases and they were down by two. That he runs around third base following um, Springer and I can't blame him completely, but the fact that Rivera did say go 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 and it's like okay great you know you left him out the dry and you could see him actually you know take the. Uh, take the gas pedal down a little bit when he was round in third base. It wasn't, I don't think he was expecting to get that go 
And to that point, you know, the momentum had shifted at that point. Let him stand at third, hope for the next guy to come up, especially yeah, when it was yeah. the meat of the order coming up. So a little self-inflicted fun. But the Blue Jays, um, like I said, missed that last piece to what you were talking about, Jason, over the weekend here against the Boston Red Sox to be able to take them in this series or even to come up with a win would have even been better than that, what we're looking at right now. So what I want to talk on a little bit here to uh, – not be a dead horse, but open the book up here a little bit more. AL East in general, guys. Like I said, we're seven and twenty currently against our division in baseball. The problem with that is you guys looked at the standings, I'm sure. You see who's ahead of us in the standings. It's nothing but American League East teams. Yeah. Um, and then you throw in the Angels in the Houston Astros. Red Sox, like I said, are not out of it. Cleveland Indians seem to somehow be hanging around too. And, you know, there's a couple of games like the Seattle Mariners even that are not too far out of this wild card picture that are one hot streak away from getting back into it. Nobody's running away with it. No. All these teams have their flaws. It, it, it's still a toss-up. It's still a toss-up. Nothing confirmed. But are you panicked? Because I've been hearing Blue Jays fans saying, let's be sellers at the All-Star or at the trade deadline here. It's getting to that point where you're, some people are going to start putting their thinking caps on and see if this team is a pretender or an actual contender in the next few weeks. It's, it's funny you would say that, Craig. I have a, a good friend of mine who, who listens to the cast, and um, I talk a lot of baseball with him. And as he, we were just sitting here, he jokingly sent me a text to say, tell Craig to trade Mattingly. So, um, you know, it's like, like... I don't think Mattingly's the problem. He's just kidding. Like he's he's completely joking. It's the sideburns, like, guys. It's the sideburns. Yeah, That's sideburns. Right. I, I Trim was, those damn things. Would say that, Craig, because I've been reading a little bit online too, just about you know some of the panic talk and panic feel and and all of the rest of it. And I mean, it's it's comical to me right now. I mean, you still have a ton of baseball to play. Um, yes. Yeah, it's like you said. You're one hot streak away from jumping way ahead of the pack. You're way, you know, you're one hot streak away from or cold streak from going the other way. Um, yeah. The Jays are good enough, I think, that if they, when they get all of their stuff together and they start really, you know, with the nose, nose pointed in one direction, again, I think we'll see that. I think we'll get back to some hot days and some hot weeks. And we have to keep in mind they haven't been that bad. Like if you look at the the other than the American League East. Their roster or their their games for the They're last destroying every other team out. Of yes, the yeah, that's that. That's what I was saying. Like the last the record, the last few series we're winning, right? Yep. Like it's just Boston that just seems to throw us a, a monkey wrench in the whole thing, right? Well, put that in perspective. If we only have if we only have seven wins against the American League East out of our forty five guys, it's not good. most of our wins. No. So, but I mean, we um, do have. They do have Chicago coming up. Chicago's not a good team. And they've got Detroit behind them. Again, Detroit's not a great team. Arizona's behind that. They're pretty good. But this, again, this could be a, a, a nice little get well card for them um, to yes. try and get some, some guys rolling. Um, you know, we all, I think we can all agree that for the most part, it has not been the starting pitching's fault. That I think all of the starters have been good. Um, I think they've done their jobs. I think they've gotten the Jays deep into the games, into the fifth fifth and sixth where they need to get them. Um, I don't know. There's just, there's something, there's something missing right now. And um, 
I feel like, you know, a month and a half ago, we were talking about how everything was hitting. They couldn't, they couldn't miss. There was nothing they weren't doing right. And now, you know, balls are dropping in the outfield, but, you know, guys are getting two and three Texas league, just a game against them, hard hit balls through the gaps. And so it's, I don't know. It's one of those things where, where it seems just seems like they're, they're holding their breath for the seventh inning or eighth inning to, to get there. And, um, and then the bottom falls. Yeah. Like feels like every game at Fenway park ever, or, you know, it's, just, it's, it's not over until you hear the fat lady sing at the end of the game. Right. <laughs> so, um, but to that point, I, I think that's been where the frustration has been for most Blue Jays fans. And I agree with you that I don't think this team should be a sender, uh, sellers at the deadline here. I do see why people are starting to comprehend that idea. You know, you talk about all the teams that are in it. Okay. A guy like Matt Chapman could be traded and flip for something that could even help this season, let alone into, you know, the next couple of seasons. It could be things like that for Blue Jays fans as far as where the argument could go. And I get it. I don't think they should be doing anything. I think they should be signing Matt Chapman for the next long term if they can find a way to make it work. So on that note, gentlemen, um, I wanted to talk is not only do we have to get over all those teams. So let's say we do gain a game and a half right now is what we are currently trailing the Yankees and the second place wild card are tied right now with the Houston Astros. So, like I said, it's right there. And even the even the Baltimore Orioles are starting to show they're human. They're only four games ahead of those two teams. So we're really only five and a half games out of the first wild card spot. Let's say we get into that mix. Who do you think we're going to play the first round of the playoffs? It, <laughs> odds betting, it's going to be another AL East team. So yeah. they can't figure out something to do against any of these AL East teams come, you know, what is late August, early September again, guys, they have to flip the script. Otherwise they're done. And why even, you might as well throw it in. I feel like it's, it's interesting though. Like when you think about it from, was it, it was last year that they lost the Mariners in that uh, horrible nightmare that I'm trying to forget. (laughs) No one, no one thought that was going to happen. The Mariners had a terrible record against the Jays. The Mariners had a terrible record against the AL East. I mean, they did not look like they, and they just walked in and laid a monkey slap on the, on the Jays. And I mean, it can happen. Uh, you know, it's, it's, that's what's so incredible about the game of baseball is, you know, uh, you have to play every game. You can't take anything for granted. And if you even get it, if you get the smallest chance, if they leave the door open a crack. It doesn't matter who it is that, you know, the, the, the biggest can beat the, can beat the littlest and the littlest can pound on the biggest. Um, and I find there's no sport quite like baseball for that. So for me, I don't care. Just get in, just get in and then give it everything you've got. And, you know, the Jays are a scrappy team. I think, you know, if you kind of put meat in the tiger cage. I think you would be happy with the result that you get, um, but it's sports, man. That's why we care and that's why we love them and hate them and all the rest of it. So. Bring it on. Bring on the Sox. Bring on the Orioles. Bring on whoever. Oh, and don't buy my hat. Blue Jays fans, this is Lindali. It's not Orioles. There you go. <laughs> I just like got the wrong colors. To that point, I'd quote a great wrestler. He goes, Ken, can I do this? To be the best, you got to beat the best. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> to be the man, you got to beat the man. There it is. Right? Well, there it is. But uh, I guess the only thing that I noticed too, gentlemen, is that, you know, everyone above us in the AL East, the last 10 games are pretty much all of them are very similar. 
we're either splitting everything or we're maybe losing by one because it looks like the Rays' the last 10 are 5-5. Five and five. The Baltimore's are 4-6. and six. Yankees are 5-5. Five five. Jays are 5-5. Five five. And Boston is 4-6 for six over the last 10 games. So at least we know it's not really just all about us. Like we, you know, aside from Boston sweeping us, but like the other, the teams ahead of us, you know, they're not like fully dominating over the last 10 games either. So, you know, let's keep it, I guess, try to keep it in perspective that as we may be struggling a little bit, at least everyone seems to be struggling in the AL East a smidge. Kenny, I don't know if you're just reaching too far into the stat sheets or anything, but you actually <laughs> pulled a rabbit out of your hat there with one here is because the Blue Jays are actually one of the better teams in one run ball games. First, uh, everybody outside is laid out here on the field. We're 13 and nine in one run ball games. The other teams, unless you're the Baltimore Orioles, who apparently are gods when it comes to that at 14 and nine. <laughs> um, the Houston Astros have a losing record in one run ball games. The Yankees have a losing record in one run ball games. And yeah, I think, yeah, looking through the rest of the standings, the Angels are really the only other ones that stands out as a within shooting distance of those same wild card spots that we were just talking about. So regardless of what we were just talking about, putting the bullpen and everything on trial a little bit there, the fact is they're still finding ways to win those close ball games. Usually, I would say yes. it's felt a lot more like the flip side of that coin over the last few weeks. But let's hope they get hot here and go into the All-Star break with a winning streak. Take a little bit of a break. Come back hot after the All-Star break, especially after Vlad Jr. brings back a home run derby championship <laughs> yes. I, i'm actually excited I, i'm i it it's interesting you would bring that up um so i looked at getting tickets for the all-star game and they are grotesquely expensive um like so the to the point where you're like like really like am i just reading this wrong is somebody send this video like is this wrong um but i mean you know full cross it is it is considered to be the most exciting all-star game of any sport because it actually means something. And they actually play. Like, I mean, you know, in hockey, you can't really go full clip. You certainly don't want, you know, Connor McDavid or Sidney Crosby getting hurt in an all-star game. Whereas the baseball guys can still go 95% and it makes it a great game. I mean, you know, you can still right. blow a hammy or pull a groin or do something like that. But, you know, for the most part, it's a lot of fun. And I, for one, am very excited to see Vladdy in the home run derby. I, I think yeah. his season right now is he's turning things around on the power side. He's turning things around on the getting on base. And I feel like this could be something that could propel him through the summer, even with a mediocre performance. If he gets, you know, if he starts bashing them and they're cheering for him, I mean, there's going to be a lot of Canadians in Seattle down to watch that game. And I mean, who knows? I, I uh, you know, and I know that that I don't know if you guys said it or not, but uh, but Whit Merrifield's been named, Gosman's been named, um, and who was the fourth? Uh, Bo. Um, Bo. And there's still writing opportunities. Oh. I mean, I, I don't know if you guys watched the video of Brandon Bell talking about him and Shohei um, with the DH All Star thing. That was quite amusing. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Have you seen it, Ken? No, I haven't. Oh my god, it's it's. At a level, and he's like so deadpan. He's like, he's like, this whole thing is rigged. He's like, I'm clearly a better <laughs> designated hitter than Shohei Otani. He's like, I'm even a better pitcher. You know, you just never see me go out, and I'm not bragging. <laughs> it was so funny, and he's so <laughs> like. And then they started showing all the stuff with him about how he got the fake captaincy when they wouldn't make him the captain of the. They 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 had a captain on the on the Giants. And he had claimed that he had won the actual players thing to get it. He got like a hockey uh, C 
and pinned it on his jersey and got this little captain's hat, like a like a little boat captain's hat, and he'd wear it in the in the dugout. And did you guys uh, see though? So I've he seen was that wearing, one. He was wearing a hat. Uh, but Belt was wearing a hat in the dugout in the last Jays game that said "Weakest Link" on it. Like I'm not joking. He was wearing a, a hat that had spray painted, like a like look like spray paint, weakest link, and he was just sitting there talking to Mattingly with this not in a Jays hat. And I'm like, I've ever seen that before. But I'm starting right, to like so, Brandon Belt a lot more now. Me too, man. So just just because I can do this and the internet is a wonderful thing, you are going to see at least a picture of what he's talking about here. And as we go live to Craig's other screen here, this is the coming out of, uh, for opening day with the C on <laughs> captain's hat. Oh, it's no good. But there's a bunch of them on here that he's hanging out in the dugout. <laughs> they made up oh t-shirts. <laughs> so, and we have them for the Jays. Oh, I, I might've missed one here. I missed another perfect one here. He's actually saluting with a bunch of, you know. Funny enough, I guess the, I'm assuming those are other San Francisco Giants that are dressed up as seamen. Yeah. Because <laughs> that would be the Navy term for lower ranking person. Uh, it's just, yeah. it, I love that, you know, I love that he's having some fun with it. I love that he hit two of the other night. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't know that that Brandon Belt or that we can expect Brandon Belt to be the, you know, the the catalyst that they do need. But I really do think that um, this All Star All Star game could be a real a, a real momentous uh, you know momentum shift for Vladdy. Craig, and they're going to need that too because right when they they come back, they're going to have the uh, AL West leading. Yes, I said it. AL West leading Arizona Diamondbacks coming back, so that'll also be Loris Gurriel Jr. and um, crap. Gabby. <laughs> coming back for the first time too so um it will be interesting for them to see them come back too because loris Gurriel jr actually legit is an all-star starter i believe i think he got voted in correct me if i'm wrong i know he made the team but good baseball player hello baseball player um and we're still waiting for the flip side of that to catch complete fire but i think it will happen eventually um outside of that guys then we get the padres right after that so one week from today, the Blue Jays home run derby representative will be taking some swings. How excited are you to see, though? We saw Vladdy basically win it and then had to get Pete Alonso to literally have the best performance in a home run derby ever to beat Vladdy that year. Vladdy, I believe, hit 98 home runs during the home run derby, I think, and still managed to lose. Well, it was, I don't know if you remember it. It was a weird one. Him and him and uh, uh, who was was it Alonzo that he went the distance with or was it it was Alonzo he lost to right correct but the big long one was against um, uh, who was it they just kept hitting oh it was uh, Jock Peterson wasn't it yes it was Jock Peterson so uh, again well, also probably want to do this all over again too yeah well I mean it's he he's he's another one of those ones who's who's kind of out and left left field no pun intended right now. Um, not really doing too much. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's, I think, I think it'd be a good thing. I, I, I agree that for some, you know, I, I don't know if Bo is affected by any of this kind of stuff. I, I've never seen him even really react to much. So 
I don't know. I know he, I know he knows it's an honor. I know he, he wants to be part of it every single year. Um, awesome for Gosman. Like, I mean, that's so cool for him. And, and yeah. I don't know if you guys saw how they did his uh, split jersey the other night um, as one of that the was cool. promo giveaways. And his daughter came out and threw out the first pitch. It was pretty awesome. Um, so, I mean, I think that there's, you know, I think there's a lot of pluses to making the all-star team. But again, I mean, I feel like when they come back to it, um, there's going to be, they've got to put the hammer down right away. They, they really have to, to, to win maybe two or three series back to back to back. And then let's um, just start to, to play in forwards to try and, you know, I'd like to see them try and get into second behind the Rays and, and stay there. Fight their way up there and stay there and just get into the playoffs. You know, don't have to chase in a wild card, anything weird like that. You're a good enough team. Get in there, fight your way in, and and do something about it. Yeah. I'm trying to find how they played over the last month, but they actually, when you were looking at well, teams that we had just mentioned, they actually did have the best record of all their rivals in this wild card situation. Outside of the Angels, who have been riding Shoyatani to the promised land at this point. <laughs> What's well, about three home you know, runs. It's about time. Well, let's let's yeah, not yes. split hairs here, buddy. It's about time that the Angels didn't suck. Yeah. Like they've got the two best baseball players in the world, and they stink. Yeah. So it can't make the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, really, it, it's it's a bit of a joke, but good for them, I guess. Yeah, I just yeah. wish I had to see it. the expense of the Blue Jays, but that might be what the uh, competition comes down to, and they're going to be in Toronto too in the near future, if I recall too. So they were yeah. talking about. I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but they were talking about Otani's uh, possible contract. They say he will become the highest paid player of any sport ever. Um, really? They're talking. Are about we really shocked by that? Because you got to be a good pitcher. Numbers. Yeah, I mean, insane what numbers. would you? What would you pay a pitcher who's as good as he is? Thirty million a year. You're all. I would think you're all pushing that. Well, you just saw that with Verlander and Scherzer, right? right? So now, Why what would do you not be anything? different than that with how they're doing right now so what does Aaron Judge make 30 was it 250 million they just signed Bro, what are they gonna pay him 60 like million like if you're the best hitter in the league and you're one of the best pitchers in the league you get paid for both or do they just say ah you know what I mean it's gonna be Man. a gigantic number a number we've never seen before and he absolutely doesn't need it that deal he signed with New Balance is like He's filling his his extra swimming pool with hundred dollar bills from it. Like it's it's craziness how much money this guy's gonna have. And did possibly, have there been any rumors though, Craig? Uh, sorry, I mean Jason. Have, have, what? Yeah. What, what, what are the rumors? What number? That, like, what number? Yeah. What, Around what they think the number is a year. I was about to say fifty. That was gonna be my guess. I mean that's that's just a round number. I mean I, I would say yeah. that it's probably gonna be who I, who's the highest paid player in baseball right now? Is it Trout? I think it technically is Aaron Judge now. Oh, okay. So, and I think, and I think he's making what about thirty-five or thirty-six somewhere in that wheelhouse. Yeah. So you've got to at like least that. add twenty million on top of that, right? Like, I mean, so right now, number, but one agent is predicting that he will get a twelve-year, six hundred million dollar contract from somebody. <laughs> he's the that's the other catch. He's got youth on his side. You I know, know. He's not. <laughs> you know, it's not like he's thirty-four and doing this. It's crazy. Right, and man. there's it's somebody crazy. else saying it could be 10 years, $430 million. Uh, it's 
slightly ridiculous. They're, either way, everybody's in agreement from what I'm reading here that 30 million ain't going to cut it for a year. No, not even close. <laughs> and, so. and honestly, guys, if you're making that much already, what's another million or two? Does it really change your finance? I mean, it's, it's great to have, but I think once you start well, making that kind of money, I don't think it's about, I don't think it's about the money yeah. for Shohei, honestly. And, and it, so I, I don't know a ton about him, but I have been, you know, I'm really intrigued by him. And I, I find that a guy that's as athletic and as talented as he is on both sides of the ball, I mean, it's got to be something. How did no one see this coming to the level that it's at? And so that was what I was watching is, is there was guys when he was 17, 18, 19 years old who were like, that's case, he's okay. I mean, he can throw the ball hard and he's no. just, he's not. Case in point. Correct me if I'm wrong here. He played on the same team as uh, Yosei Kikuchi, and Kikuchi won the pitcher of the war, pitcher of the yeah. year award in Japan over him. Yeah, at he, one he point. Kind of just, so, he kind of he, he kind of of Aaron Judged a bit. Where Aaron Judge was was not a good hitter. Like I mean, he was a strong cat that if you throw threw the ball down the middle or hung one, he, he'd take a yard. But he was not a good hitter, and it took him a couple of years to become a good hitter. He's still not a great hitter. I just find yeah. he gets a lot of lucky pitches. So, uh, the, for some reason, they don't pitch around him. They pitch to him. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> Especially with the Yankees lineup right now, pitch to him. Donaldson's been behind, for Christ's sake, and so yeah. Rizzo, been um, 215. It's, you know, it's one of those things where, where when he signed with the Angels, I mean, I knew it was a big deal. Like, the Red Sox threw a bunch of money at him. The, the Yankees threw a bunch of money at him. Like, everyone was trying to get him, but they weren't trying that hard. It wasn't like people were, you know, we're, we're, we're flying to Japan to try and woo him or anything. They just, you know, they knew he was coming. They knew he was okay. That this is what I don't understand. Like, how does somebody fly under the radar that much? Because I mean, ever since basically he's been in the MLB, he's been phenomenal. Like I mean, lights out phenomenal. And you know, he, maybe he, like the, the angels say they're going to back the truck up and just dump it on him. But what Shohei wants is Shohei wants to, Prove to everyone that he was as good back then when no one would give him the time of day. He was doing what he was doing. They just didn't think he could sustain it at the major league level. And he came right. to America and basically gave him the one gun salute to the whole league. Right? <laughs> and so for me, I mean, Shohei does not want $60 million because he needs $60 million. Shohei wants some, someone to look and he wants to go see this. That's me. I'm the best. I am the man. And <laughs> it's funny. We Before we uh, we started today, I was talking to you guys. We've been working with Brandon Geyer, who's a former MLB player. He's now the strength and conditioning coach, or mental coach, sorry, for the um, for the Angels. And so, Brandon, we've had some conversations, you know, before we were doing stuff. And he said that one of the most interesting things he's ever seen is Shohei Otani, his, his mantra is basically, I'm the man. Like, and he said it's not confident, but it's not over cocky. It's not any of that stuff. He's just like, this is this. I'm him. Like, and he has it written like on his glove and he has it written on his batter's gloves. He has it written above his locker. It just says, I'm him. So when. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ever anybody's talking about the best player in baseball, that's that's me. You know, yeah. and it's it's an interesting way to we've been doing a lot of this mental stuff and and you know, just the the to hear some of the the guys in the MLB we've hear, heard talk about, you know, all these little slogans that we've all heard for different things and, you know, control the controllables and all this stuff. But it's interesting to hear that how many MLB players just have the word breathe written somewhere, like whether it's on a bat, whether it's on their the stuff they carry out to the field. Ray Pearson's got it on his thumb on his glove. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah? Was, he said that's one of those really? things that it's a reminder. <laughs> breathe. Just breathe. And it's breathe. It's, it's interesting when you Usa. hear these guys talk like humans, you know, because for the most part, we consider them to be superhuman. And um, yeah. you know, he Brandon was talking about the fact that Shohei is just a different dude. Like he realized when he came over that he needed to start working harder than everybody, and he did. And so he does it every single day. He's the first one out, he's the last guy taking BP, he's running sprints, he's trying to get his arm in better shape. Like he never stops. And I've heard it now about Bryce Harper. I've heard that Bryce Harper is basically off the charts for the amount of work that he puts in. And I would assume that Mike Trout is the same way. I think all these guys are at the top yeah. of their game, are putting in insane amounts of work. And it's amazing to me to see, you know, how like Ron, Ronald Acuna, like, I mean, I knew he was a good baseball player, but did anyone know he was as good as he is right now? Like, he's phenomenal. He's Ricky Henderson. Um, yeah. He's, if he doesn't hit a home run, he steals two bases. He gets a single and steals two bases. It's so exciting. It looks like he's playing Little League. Little League. the nicest yeah. way of saying it. <laughs> <laughs> so, to your point, um, to put the word got the thing into perspective for Blue Jays fans, everybody has always heard the lore that is Roy Halladay and how he put in the work to get ready for his starts. The guy literally has a workout method in the Rogers Center nicknamed after him. It's called doing the holiday mile. It's you go up to the 500 level and you freaking run around the ring of the damn 500 level a bunch of times. <laughs> so 
and going up and all the stairs and everything. So that is a Roy Hallidayism that is ingrained in Blue Jay culture. Um, so it's I can get where you're going on that whole thing. And to that point, Shoya Itani is going to get paid and going to get paid a ridiculous sum to a team to be their guy. Yeah, I think one of the things we've also seen that's come from this as well, talking about just sort of preparedness and everything, is how well Danny Jansen came back from injury and how well he's continued to play. I mean, I know he's gotten injured a handful of times over the last two years, but every time he's come back, he's come back in better shape and he's yep. come back to rake. And um, I, you almost want to have him get himself hurt every month or so. Take off, come back and smash bombs. I mean, it's, you know, it's, I'm going to take a day off with a flu or something and I come back and yeah. I don't get hurt. Then come back. <laughs> yes. Not injured, Jason, not injured. But it's interesting to see if Kirky will come back the same way. Um, he's supposed to yeah. be, is he playing tonight, tonight, tomorrow? Oh, he played the last, he played over the weekend. He had a hit oh, yesterday. It was weekends. actually a key hit. Yeah. Right. So, but yeah, but to your point, we talked about how the Blue Jays get back on point, though, uh, getting some more contributions from those two can get us back to where we were talking about with the, uh, you know, the catching where right now we're quote unquote been underperforming a little bit from where we were last year. Right. I, I find that hard to believe when I look at those two's numbers at the end of the day, but yeah, they're not, you know, Kirk isn't batting 300 like he was last year. I wouldn't say he was going to do that every year anyway, but I figured he was going to be damn near close to it. I was figuring the power was going to start coming out. Like what we've seen with Danny Jansen over the last couple of years, um, things like that. But there are plenty of good things still going for this team. And they just got to get it together. That's all it is. I really think that at some point, I do think that they will be buyers at the trade deadline here in the next few weeks. There's a lot of guys that sound like they are possibly going to be on the move. And I would be shocked that the Blue Jays are not interested in any of those names, especially on the starting pitching avenue. Although, has anybody paid attention to what happened in New Hampshire last night? Was that Manoa? Mr. Manoa. It was Mr. Alec Manoa who I don't know if anybody pay attention to his first rehab start. <laughs> I use the quotes sparingly because it's what either good. he was pretty, it was bad, like train wreck, like I might as well just write this off. He gave up 10 earned runs to the Dominican, or no, the uh, Gulf the Coast. Yankees. The Yankees. Yeah. So that is barely a league anymore, officially in Major League Baseball. Uh, <laughs> and he gave up 10 runs. So... Um, and that was in two, the third. I've heard some rumors about what was going on. Possibly he was only limited to one pitch, two pitches. He only was allowed to stay at the bottom of the strike zone, whatever it might be. Either way, the Gulf Coast League Yankees figured it out. quick. <laughs> or maybe it was a go ahead and find be yourself. Go out there and see if these kids can hit it. And yeah, they did. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever he was working on, obviously did not work. But last night complete flip of the script with what was going on in New Hampshire. Ten strikeouts, in I believe. Ten strikeouts, five innings, only allows three hits and one run. He did walk three, however, but the catch on that whole thing is, okay, he must have been finding the play because you would think that regardless of what's going on, his stuff would play on any level of Major League Baseball or in the minors if he is on and finding near the plate. They're going to swing at it. They might miss it, but they're going to swing at it. <laughs> so obviously I would say maybe that's only five strikeouts or something like that. The major league level with whatever he was playing around with last night, or maybe somewhere in the eight ballpark. 
but those kids were obviously swinging at it at the double A level. But double A isn't what double A used to be, guys. That is a very competitive league. And it's actually, as far as skill level, I think triple A and double A are kind of right there. I don't think it's as big of a jump from double A to go to triple A as it once used to be. But maybe that's my opinion. Well, I mean, yeah. I'm just, you know, it's interesting you would say that because I've got a buddy who played pretty high level and, and we actually went to a Canadians game a little while ago. And he was like, you guys have no idea how hard it is to be a pitcher in this league. He's like, every single kid that's going to the plate wants to mash. They are not up there to watch. They are not up there to take. And they're going to hit good pitches. Like, you'll drop a curveball on somebody and you'll pick it right off the dish and blast it into the gap. And you're like, how? That's the best stuff I've got. And of course, it's just a guy getting lucky or a guy being hungry. Like, I mean, the amount of first pitch fastballs that you see hit hard at that level is uncanny and you've got these poor kids you know we're 18 19 20 21 we're just trying to establish pitches and these maniacs at the plate that just they won't let anything go by and you you know you're you're watching these games and it's 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 10 8 and you're like what the hell but it's fun (laughs) to watch i mean it's you know it's how baseball should be but you get through that meat grinder like I, I, when I saw the Manoa first start, I was like, whatever. I, I mean, it's, yeah. and the, the thing that I really liked was the amount of dudes that came to his back right away. That just were like, just wait, he'll, he'll shut you up and I'll figure it out. Marcus Stroman was yeah. the first, um, which gets back to my original point from two weeks ago. That I still think he's going to be a J before the end of the year. Yeah. We'll come back to that. But we'll I do think. You're going to see that really quickly, too, because if nothing happens at the trade deadline to offset that, he's going to have to, regardless of what he's been doing. And kind of, obviously, I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. You guys go ahead. Continue. I just like to jump in when I, when I, when it comes to mind. <laughs> I, just, I feel like, you know, I feel like, like what, what Manoa, you know, then, then last night, you know, that's, that's more like what we're going to start to see. And I mean, God help it if he gets back up to the majors this year. Every time he starts, he's going to be, I mean, he's already, we already know what he can do and to have him pissed off. I think that would be, you know, sure. Maybe pitch him every time he plays against the Red Sox. Um, But that being said, I mean, he's going to come back angry. I've heard really good things about Hunjin Ryu. Apparently he's like really coming along quickly, um, throwing the ball hard. Um, And uh, who's the other one? We're, We're missing one more right now, aren't we? Um, bullpen guy, uh, uh, Chad Green. Yeah, we, yes. we got Chad, Chad Green. Green, Zach Pop, Adam Simber, and Rayu. They're all injured right uh, now. Simber, I don't know if Simber's stuff. ever coming back. Simber kind of is on the Manoa train right now, where he just yeah. can't hit strike zone. And when he does, it's a, a un, might, he might as well be throwing it underhand. Um, yeah, you know, Meatballs. you can't if you're gonna have if you're gonna be a hokey pitcher, you gotta you gotta hit your spots. You can't. I watched. Uh, we were watching the um, today. The, um, Giants uh, were playing the Cubs, maybe? I think that's right. Yeah, Giants-Cubs. Uh, if it isn't, I don't know. It's been a long day. Um, but they had a Submariner as well, and he gave up two home runs, and you're just like, wow, like it, it's a hard pitch to follow, but it hangs. Like As soon as it comes out of the guy's hand, it's already looping into the strike zone, and if you just wait on it, I mean, see you later. Yeah, so the current update on Ryu is... He um, obviously he's coming recovering from Tommy John's surgery through three innings in a simulated game this past Wednesday. And he's supposed to be doing a live pitching for uh, 
actually tomorrow. So that would be a week's rest where he's trying to get back to obviously seeing how he recovers at this point from throwing simulated games and whatnot. So clearly this is not a um, result of injury anymore. This is a building him up to actually contribute in some fashion because they're building him up as a starting pitcher. And they've said that flat out a bunch of times. So it's exciting to see if he's that far on already that he could be on track for a, you know, low level minor league start sometime in the next few weeks. That's saying a lot. So guys, where would, where would Ryu actually, so let's say he gets back to the the starting rotation for the Jays. Where would you place him? Like, would he be the first, third, fifth? No, right now he's he's taking that spot. That's Manoa's, I think. Yeah, so I, he's he'd start at the bottom probably, and he you would start to see where he was fitting, and yeah. you know you'd give him a few starts. He'd probably, I mean, classically, usually when you come back, you you perform really well in your first one, and then there's a bit of a dip in your second, and then it just starts mm-hmm. to sort of whichever way it's going to go goes. You know, if it's gonna if it's gonna extend upwards, it starts and extend upwards. If not, it's you know, and that's what's so interesting about pitchers is is I mean, you kind of got to give them a little bit of rope uh, and more rope than you can give to to a lot of field uh, position players. Because, I mean, if somebody gets hurt and they come back and they've got the yips or they're just not playing the ball right or they're just not in shape, that you you know, there's five or six guys in your stream that you can pull up to play short or play second or play left or play center. But a pitcher is so interesting because once the wheels start to come off, it's hard to get them back on. I mean... You know, the Mets are paying two guys $60 million to be two of the most mediocre pitchers in the majors right now. Um, you know, so, I mean, it happens. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, I feel like Manoa is going to come storming back and we're going to get hit with a few other good pieces. And, um, you know, again, it's be healthy at the right time. And then uh, you can really do some damage. I think if you think it's going to help the two of them the most, actually, is the fact that if they both make it back up to Toronto in similar fashion at the same time. Yes. We all know Ryu and um, Noah are buddy-buddy, apprentice and master kind of thing going on here. Um, and the fact that we saw Manoa not have him for the, you know most of last season and this year, maybe he just needs that other set of eyes that isn't the coach. Somebody that he's honest with, you know, that kind of thing. And I wonder if that was always his person with Ryu. Um, he is a young player. Everybody forgets that. So you got to remember that sometimes just having the right voice and the right person around at the right time helps. Talked about mental health on this show repeatedly, including uh, having Dr. Jenna Ross and possibly Brandon Geyer on eventually. <laughs> you know, those kind of fun things. Um we know that that's a big part of the game, regardless of who it is and how it is. And it never fixes the same two people properly the same way. You know, something that works for me, for example, isn't going to be the reason that it helps one of you two. It's just all those kind of things. So hopefully that's the last bit of it, because I do think that the way the chips are starting to fall here, you're talking August for Ryu. Yeah. So, which is about what they were targeting. I think you can safely say that. I think you can safely say that he'll be back in August. I mean, based on everything we're seeing. Um, and that's a really good time to get him. I mean, you know, I think a, a number of time ago, we spoke on this show about uh, about load management um, and how smart some NHL teams to, are to manage load. And 
I mean, if the Jays are coming down the stretch and they're getting close, and I know nobody wants to take a day off, but I mean, we all saw, uh, you know, when Vladdy was given a bit of you know, some some time off, he comes back strong. Springer is like like he's found a, of, of youth. Like give him a couple of yeah. days off, he comes back as like a new dude. Um, yeah. But I feel like they all like I mean, it's a long ass season, and you know, you got to give these guys some some time. And right now, like even the, the just watching the Jays right now, they look tired. They, they look like yeah. you know, sort of the dog days yeah. have already set in. Um, I often find though that sort of as they hit that Canada Day break, they start to to you know sort of as it's starting to push forwards into summer pretty hard. Um, you do start to see a little bit more smiling, a bit more fun, and and you know that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, it's been a bit of a grind for the last you know at least the last month. Um, yeah, yeah. But you know hey, who knows? It's when you lean on your friends and help you have a good comedian in the locker room to free ever to loosen everybody up. Yeah. yeah. I still think it's hilarious hearing that Kikuchi's the comedian in the locker room. He That's is. Awesome. That's what I, I keep hearing. <laughs> so, and then you got Springer, but go ahead, Ken. No, no, I was just going to say, because sometimes, like, the players are their own worst enemy, right? Like, you're talking about that whole work management is that, you know, okay, I had a rough game, so I got to play better the next game or the next game. And they're almost running their, you know, their reserves really low. So, yeah, I think that they probably are just beat up and tired at this point. So, I think it's a well-deserved break that we that uh, hopefully this will give them. Yeah, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago, Ken. I think the, the Blue Jays letting the game come to them rather than the uh, pressing and trying to make something happen. And I think that would be a good, accurate assum- or, uh, assessment of how this weekend happened with the, Ro- the Boston Red Sox. Um, like I said, with that play running around the third base with Bo Bichette, that was clearly forcing something. And we saw a couple of base running things like that, a couple of extra throws that really contributed to the loss yesterday. That was like maybe you should have, you know, done the little like thing. You know, it's an apple, eat it. <laughs> Don't throw it there. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So things like that, things that you get taught in little league baseball. Um, but to that point, like I said, I I can see why they're pre- they're pressing and trying to do that. But that's at, at a minimum, they come back from the break hoping that they have that kind of thing figured out like i said the who the zen moment just let the game come back to them the kind of thing Woosa, goose yeah. <laughs> whatever it is <laughs> so i do have an update for zach pop for me seeing you brought him up yet. yep on good report card night in buffalo on saturday he pitched one and two thirds innings and had a really good outing so he might be closer than a lot of people think one walk, three strikeouts, and one to two thirds. So that was pretty good for Zach Pop. That was a key contributor for uh, them winning that game four to nothing in Buff- in Buffalo. So, and that wasn't the day, that was uh, not the night that um, uh, Eli De Los Santos hit a walk off pinch hit grand slam. That was last Tuesday. Yes, you heard me. That's the first one in Buffalo Bison's history. That's awesome! Mm. Wow, <laughs> pinch hit walk off. Grand Slam. Grand Slam. So cool. <laughs> it's a mouthful. How does how do people I don't know people just absolutely don't love baseball? Like honest to God. Like where and what I'm sorry, it was sports? Luis De Los Santos. I'm thinking I was thinking the gentleman that plays for Cincinnati that's been raking. Oh my <laughs> god. With the De Los Santos, but Luis De Los Santos hit that home run and it was insane. How about Joey Votto? I highly recommend looking that uh home run up for Blue Jays fans because it's a hell of a home run. Joey Votto is a treasure, period. Oh, my God. What? 
he's been out for like 11 months, has he not? And he comes back and he's hit like, like eight home runs. And I mean, he gets them to put that Viking thing and everything on outside of the Dougie. And he's, <laughs> I, I mean, come on. Like, just to put this out there, how much fun would this be if the Cincinnati Reds team is actually legit and for real that Joey Votto actually gets something out of the craziest what? long I contract mean, I would in love baseball it. history? Well, I would love it. Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't that a 15 year contract that Cincinnati signed with him or something like that? Yeah, it was long. It was, uh, I know months. it takes him into like some of his senior years, but it's funny. You current. <laughs> Do you know what I looked at last night? Do you guys know that Bobby Benilla? Hasn't okay, played, he hasn't played a baseball game since 1999, I think it was. And he gets paid till 2036, over a million dollars a year. Bobby Bonilla Day. <laughs> like, wow. So were, if you want to go down that avenue, I have another trivia question for you. Who is the current highest paid person slash player by the Cincinnati Reds? It's not Joey Votto. Is Pete Rose still getting paid? <laughs> for his gambling debts, maybe, but that's not sizable. <laughs> I don't know. Who is it? It is currently Ken Griffey Jr. is the highest right. paid Cincinnati right. Reds. Yeah. Ken Griffey Jr.? Yeah. They still, still owe him paid a, by the a Reds. crap ton of money. It's similar God. to the Bobby Bonilla thing. And yeah. it was a 10 year deal for a Joey Votto. So, yeah. wow. Incredible. That's crazy. He has a club option for 2024. In a seven million dollar buyout, so this could be, in all technicality, possibly his last season. Yeah, because I somebody don't think they're throwing a brick at twenty five million out of Somebody might. Oh, take I'd take him a flyer at seven million if I was going to buy him out of his contract. But you know what I mean. So, but yeah, it's a uh, mutual, apparently. Oh no, sorry, I take that back. Club option. Yeah, club option. So, I, I didn't read that. Yeah. There was a club option. So. Anyways, now that we're talking baseball trivia, speaking of baseball trivia, you guys seen the horrible goofy list that I've been doing on our Twitter account and everything? Yeah, it's been great. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to answer them or not. I I answer them. There are videos, so it comes up, but you're more than welcome to goof around and whatnot. But have you seen any of them and had any good guesses on any of them over the last week? Or have I been completely stumping the two of you? There was one I knew almost right away. Um, crap, it'll come to me. Um, I can list them out here if I can get to my damn Instagram account. <laughs> it's being mean. Um, I can't remember which one it was, but the first question that you asked, I was like, I, I'm pretty sure I know that one. And I mean, I always like to think that I do, but uh, you know, like, like you've got to sort of give it its give it its time to to. I like to listen, you know, I've, I've done under the days of sort of jumping. I'd rather just listen to all the clues. Make it good. So on that note, I will um, tell you what the most recent trivia one is because I want to, because I'm going to post a new one after the show anyways, because I'm trying to do that every weekday evening during right. Blue Jays games. So it's something to post and something for Blue Jays fans to chit chat and talk about during the games. Obviously tonight is an off day before we, like we said, have the White Sox and the, uh, Shoot, I'm forgetting Tigers over the next couple of days. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the question, which Jays hitter led off the inning for Joe Carter's walk-off 1993 World Series home run? He walked to lead off that inning. Devon White? That would have been a very good guess. 
at about as fast. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. We traded for him at the trade deadline in 1993. Al- Almar? Nope. That was 1991. 90- that would have happened. Oh. Uh, it wasn't Ricky Future Hall of Famer is your... It was Ricky Henderson. Henderson? Oh. Ricky Henderson walked off of Mitch Williams to lead off that inning. Paul Molitor hits a single. So now you got runners on first you know and what? second. <laughs> I thought it was Molitor. And I was going to say Molitor. And I was like, I feel like it was somebody else, though. Ricky B. Ricky. Yep. And there you go. Ricky B. and Ricky. So on that note, gentlemen, I think we're at that point. Unless you have any topics you would like to talk about this evening slash afternoon slash happy hour, whatever it is anymore. <laughs> Before we go into picks to collect. I'm solid. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. So the list is getting crowded, fellas. So last week I carried over both of your, both of your picks and um, had a new pick by Eric uh, the Hack on the uh, show last week where he picked Chapman. Um, sorry to say, Ken, I carried over your pick for Spencer Horowitz from the previous week. <laughs> and honestly, if, if Brandon Belt doesn't come back healthy, this could have been a very, very different conversation with Spencer Horowitz. He was my, he's going to be, um, he was going to be my pick for this week. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Dark horse for Buffalo, right? <laughs> so Jason had Danny Jansen and I had a uh, double K. So, I'm going to have to say the most consistent person, at least in my vote for those four gentlemen, would be, I think Matt Chapman had the best week of those. I don't know about you, Ken. You thinking uh, thinking Jano had a pretty good week? I thought Jano had a pretty good week. Yeah, I'm gonna it was pretty good. good. I'm going to have to pull up the stats now. I'm going to have to go to the board. Because <laughs> um, I don't remember, honestly. I Jano had a pretty good week, but I felt like that... Um, Chappie had a pretty good week as well. So, yeah, okay. So he had um, Matt Chapman had five hits, two doubles, a home run, and two RBIs. He might win. Where the hell is Danny Jansen on this list? There he is. Danny had a decent week, but I'm pretty sure Matt Chapman beat him. I do too. (laughs) Yeah, and it's the home runs. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So on that note, we'll carry Chapman's pick over, even though it was a win for the guest spot because what fun-loving weird time here for the Canada Day holiday and July 4th here in the United States. So um, go ahead, Jason, go for it. All right. Chapman's all right. the only one off the board because of the guest spot. Uh, you know what? I, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to take a chance and I'm going to uh, go into the archive. <laughs> we're gonna take the man the man the myth the, the legend Kevin Bichio I was gonna say B- that looks like Bichio alright so that's not a bad fix you're talking about somebody that's been hit, that's been hot over the last few weeks in Toronto Blue Jays uh, fun he's one of the guys that has been um, currently uh, talking about what he's done over the last few weeks he's had a few giant home runs for the Toronto Blue Jays didn't get much yeah. playing time this week but I would think against the uh very uh, right-handed, heavy uh, Chicago White Sox. He's going to get in some of those lineups, and yep. hopefully, he'll keep capitalizing. Because I would love to see him catch fire. Ken, I think we all take it for your pick to click. I think I'm going to go with Brandon Belt this time. I think he was going to build the momentum you know. from his previous two homers. 
uh, came yet last time. So he's my pick for this week. It was the captain oh, hat that Scratch put you that. over on Horowitz. No, I'm kidding. Not Horowitz. But, uh... <laughs> it was the captain hat that put you over the edge, wasn't it? It was the, the pictures from early in the show. <laughs> the hat and the C. I got I to gotta watch the video now. I got to YouTube that. There you go. Um, I think I'm going to steal uh, Jason's pick from last week. I think Danny Jansen's going to run into the break hot here, and we're going to go uh... have some fun at catcher's position finally for the last few weeks. So, anything else, fellas? No. No, I'm out. Other than the fact I'm that out. I'm very excited to watch the home run derby next week because this is a stock home run yep. derby. Guys, did you see this lineup? Well, who's in this? Adley Rushman of the Orioles, Pete Alonzo trying to defend his uh, home run champion prowess as this would be his fifth year winning it. <laughs> so then you have Randy Rosarina, Mookie Betts hasn't done one since uh, Fenway Park, I believe. Since he was a Boston Red Sox, obviously we know Vladdy's in it. Julio Rodriguez is going to be in it as well. So yep. this is a uh, very, very stocked eight-man field for the for the uh, whole run derby a week from tonight. So guys, here's another interest. Here's another interesting one before we, before we split here. Do you guys know who has hit the most home runs in the in the majors in the last two years? Two years, and it's not Judge. No, he's second by about really? twenty homers in the last two years. Is it? Is it? Is it Otani? No, it's Pete Alonso. Really, that doesn't shock no. me. Wow, like, I think, and I think the number is something like, if I remember right, it's like one seventy-one, and then Judge is at like one fifty-eight. Um, it, it's. Damn. I don't know if that guy gets enough run of the polar bear. Um, he does not. A, He's a good first baseman and hammers the baseball. Like he, I don't know if he was his his parents hit him with balls or something when he was young, but he does not <laughs> like baseball. Making those balls, it's <laughs> like had, like that scene in Happy Gilmore where he's just sitting there getting pummeled by the pitching machine. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, but yeah, you're not wrong. Thirty-seven home runs over the last in 2021. He had 40 in 2022, and he's already off to 25 this year. So yep. the polar bear wow. is macho. <laughs> so good stuff. And uh, like I said, he will be defending his home run derby crown this week, coming week. But to that point, I think that's it this evening slash afternoon, whatever time it is. Um, so Blue Jays fans, make sure you join us every week. We saw plenty of you in tonight's episode. Make sure you join the chat and whatever platform you're on, whether it's Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, any of that. Make sure you join the chat. We are the barroom chat for Toronto Blue Jays fans. The official podcast for Blue Jays fans on jaysjournal.com, part of fansite.com. And if you missed us during the live recordings every Monday evening, Make sure you join us wherever you get your podcasting pleasures from, whether it's on Spotify, Apple, whatever it might be. We are Jaybird Watching. And guys, that's the end of the show. One, two, three. Let's go, Blue Jays. Oh, yeah. Kelly Gruber. Thank you for listening to the Jaybird Watching Podcast. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, at BirdwatchingGC, and our YouTube channel. If you want to support the show and get extra content, please consider joining into our Patreon at patreon.com slash birdwatchinggc. Go Jays, go. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. 
With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 